It's sunny in Grand Cayman, but by the time you hear this, Travis and I will have returned to Denver and Kansas City. Hopefully, it's going to be sunny there as well. The World Tokenomic Forum was a fantastic event, and it turns out that Grand Cayman is a very crypto-friendly island. And today, you're going to meet Charlie Kirkconnell, the CEO of Cayman Enterprise City. We'll also welcome back Chris Snook, founder of the World Tokenomic Forum, and we'll get his thoughts on how the event went. Finally, we've got the winner and a runner-up from the event's Sandcastle Initiative competition. 16 competitors, one survivor. Who outlasted, outwitted, and outplayed to get the prize? It's like a reality show, only unscripted. Welcome to episode number 126 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. You're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. My name is Naomi Brockwell. Stay bad. Welcome to Bad Crypto, badcryptopodcast.com. We're talking everything blockchain and the shit coins that you own. What news will get you wrecked? What coins are gonna moon? Just sit back and hold on. You'll get that Lambo soon. Bad Crypto. Bad Crypto Podcast! And thank you, 80s J, for that little GNR tribute right there. And I think the funny part is I was as I was reading the teaser there at the beginning, which is the only part of the show that's actually scripted. I'm saying that it's unscripted. You know, right. it's like a reality show, only unscripted. And I'm like, and I real it dawns on me I'm reading a script. That's true. Literally. That's true. <laughs> Well, we're bad, <clears throat> but it's literally like none of our, none of our pathetic, horrible jokes that we say during our shows, none of those are scripted. Well, you wouldn't script anything that bad. They're like, pretty bad. That, that wouldn't get it's the It's just pass. our natural dad joke, you know. Yeah, that's because we're both dads. It's true. It is good. Welcome to Bad Crypto. Joel Com here. Travis right Wright. There. There. Well, you're, yes. you're here and you. I'm here. You're here. We're both here in the same wherever place. you are. We uh, we're in the uh, the Grand Cayman uh, Islands uh, here at the Marriott Hotel. We're in the recording suite. We're in the recording suite. Literally, we were going to do it out in this uh, this conference center area, but they're doing a bunch of construction. So Mr. Joel Com just goes up and says, "Hey, uh, how are we supposed to do a podcast? All this construction?" And they're like, "We're sorry, Mr. Joel Com. Here, have a, have a suite for an hour." Yeah. So that so we literally Joel Com and I are in this uh, in a suite for an hour. Get a room. Get a room. It's okay, man. <laughs> uh, we're glad you guys are here. Thanks so much. Of course, we're uh, watching for your funny reviews, please, on iTunes. They got to be five star. They got to be funny, and we will be selecting one person to get five hundred lumens from Stellar currently worth i don't know how much go look it up the symbols xlm and we failed to draw the winner for the world crypticon uh two tickets we're such failures on on the last bad news episode so we're going to put that at the front of the show right here mm -hmm. and we're going to congratulate ms susan cook yeah, Cook. Susan Cook. <laughs> Cook, congratulations. Yeah, you got two tickets to World Crypticon taking place in Las Vegas at the Aria Hotel on October 31st through November 2nd. And if you want to win a pair of tickets, if you want to get a pair, then go subscribe to our newsletter because that's where we draw the winner from. It's badco.in forward slash WCC. We send one email a week. Uh, we do not spam, and it just is kind of a wrap-up to show you here the highlights for the week in case you missed stuff because you don't want to miss stuff. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk about what we're going to be doing? I don't see why not. Oh, my god! But before you do that, let's say there will be a grand prize. We're giving away two tickets. They're giving away two tickets each week, and then they're giving away a special VIP mega package that includes travel for two, airfare. They're going to put you up at a suite at the Aria. You're going to get the VIP uh, tickets for the event. There's regular tickets, and then there's VIP tickets. So we're going to be drawing that winner around, I want to say, October 1st-ish, I think is the date. So get on the newsletter list so you are eligible. Now, is that the winners, the weekly winners? Are they all in no, the no. pot? Oh, yeah. Every, every weekly winner. 
Yeah. Are they picking the VIP from the weekly winner? No, no, from everybody. From everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Good luck. So go ahead and talk about what we're going to be doing. This is super fun. So Adam and Chris and Dominic of the World CryptoCon, they've they invited us to be the hosts of Bad CryptoCon. Right, not bad crypto. Not bad World crypto. World crypto. There is no bad crypto. There is no bad crypto. Yet. Crypto yet, yet, we were going to have one, and then we decided not. To or instead, we're going to do a birthday party on July 18th in Denver. We still haven't announced the event right for that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any fee, it's going to be like ten bucks to pay for you know food or something. There'll but be green M Ms there. Yeah. What's What's great about this is they contacted and said, "Hey, we have an idea. We want to do a badass commercial for World CryptoCon because they want four thousand people." at this event at the aria they want this to become like the ces of the crypto world mm-hmm. yes. which is you know huge that's huge it's a consumer electronics show that happens every january in vegas or as joel likes to call it lost wages and uh, so they're flying joel and i out and we're doing a uh, like a for real commercial with lambos and sports cars, Ferrari, and like maybe like a muscle car. We're going to be driving around in the desert, and then we're going to drive to the Aria Hotel, and we're gonna, it's going to be like an in sync video or something. Yeah, well, all all you're really going to see of us in the video is us stepping out of the vehicles. I'm gonna I get to step out of the Lambo. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one of the other speakers at the event is going to step out of the Ferrari, and you have requested like a, a badass muscle car. Yeah, like I you know like Eleanor. You know, like a 1969 Mustang Shelby that Eleanor, you know, have you ever seen Gone in 60 Seconds? Oh, yeah. Like that, that would be so awesome to get, to get out of one of those. And we'll probably do multiple takes where like we both should actually pull up in a, in a red Lambo or something. And both well, and they've got, they've got the cars for the whole day. So we're going to get to drive up and down the strip with, you know, I guess they're going to wrap. I'm going to do vehicle. Uber. I'm going to do Uber that day. I'm going to pick people up, make a little extra cash. They're going to wrap the vehicles with different currencies. So there'll be, you know, Bitcoin will be wrapped around one and Ethereum around another and Neo around, we should, uh, around we, another. The muscle car should be wrapped in bad coin. I think that that there should definitely be bad crypto stuff on the cars. We need to make sure that happens. Anyway, they're flying us in and putting us up just so we can have this, what, five seconds of, you know, stepping out of the vehicles. Our lives are weird, you guys. I don't even know how this happens, but it's really weird. It's fantastic. It's called the fun formula. It's called the fun formula. Which I've um, I've got a new book coming out. In the next episode, we're going to tell you guys how you can get the book and $100 worth of bonuses. I'm super excited about this book and proud of it. And I'm gonna, totally going to be shilling this book. I'm going to take the opportunity to shill the crap out of my book because I want each and every one of you to read this because it's, it's my life core message book. But that's for another day. Today, uh, we this is our World Tokenomic Forum wrap-up show. There's going to be rapping. There's not going to be any rapping. Oh, there's going to be rapping. Drop a beat. No. <laughs> Told you there's not going to we'll, be any rapping. We'll pick up the beat. No, no. Can you, we're, we're talking can, to serious people. We're talking to Charlie Kirk Connell. Can we get a beat, K-Man please? Enterprise City. He yeah. is a super awesome dude. He runs the uh, the CEC here, or as I like to call it, the Sexy CEC. So I just like to call it Charlie right Kirk right Connell <laughs> with Cayman Enterprise. You're going to listen to him, and you're going to get a rise. See, there was a rap. Uh, Suck it, I Mr. Tried, Travis, I right? Tried, I tried for there not to be a rap, you guys. I was trying to not do the yes and, but the no but. And then you're going to want to take a close look because we got the one and only Mr. Christopher Snook. <laughs> right. You asked for this, by stop? the way. Yeah. Alexa, stop. <laughs> and then we have the winner of the Sandcastle competition here where 16, there was like 167, I think I heard the number, people that applied to be in this competition. And uh, Chris and the World Tokenomic Forum team brought 16 of them out to compete bracket style. That's one out of 10. That's one out of 10 right there because math. Mm-hmm. They brought them out and they were paired up bracket style and they got like 10 minutes to make their case and there was an esteemed panel of judges and and then there was 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 and then there was one and we've got uh, John Hartigan who is the um the founder co-founder of Intiva Health you've heard him on the show before um is going to be with us and Jose Cotto 
who is the uh, um, the founder of truereply.com, was a runner-up. And we're going to be speaking with both of them. And, and coincidentally, when they were on the show, we liked what they had to say. And they, they, they asked us if we could be advisors in their company to help them out because yeah. we're both marketing and, and technology guys. And uh, through just pure coincidence, they made it to the final four, both of them. They did. Yeah. We had nothing to do with that except that if we're your advisor, you know, you might end up a winner. Because we advise well. We make great connections to great people who we've met throughout the ecosystem. And that's what we do. So with no further ado, let's jump into our interview with Charlie Kirkconnell of Cayman Enterprise City. The United States is not all that friendly to uh, cryptos. I mean, there's some states that are more friendly than others, right? Wyoming is one. but Colorado's becoming more friendly? In general, well, because I'm there. Is it because you're there? Yeah. I thought it was because of East Denver. No, it's because I'm there. Oh, it's because Joel and I'm, comes I'm crypto friendly. Oh, and the, I didn't know these the, things. The world-renowned Joel coin was created there. Wow, you actually sold one of those. One one person put an order in on the Waves platform <laughs> and just bought it at market price. It's pretty funny, but you know the SEC is yet to rule on what they're going to do with crypto, and there's certain zones around the globe that are more friendly than others, and we are currently in Grand Cayman. And this is a crypto-friendly country. And, in fact, we have with us Charlie Kirkconnell, who is the chief executive officer of Cayman Enterprise City, the website CaymanEnterpriseCity.com. And you're a friendly guy. Uh, most of the time, yes. Yeah. Well, you are. You will be now, right? I, I, mean, I will be now. Okay. This is one of the friendly moments. <laughs> I don't want to end unfriendliness don't be, don't be on the show. So, <laughs> so uh, Charlie, are you a native here of uh, Cayman? Yes, uh, grew up here. Um, you know, I went to school in the United States, uh, b- both boarding school and university. But uh, I grew up here. Actually, born in Jamaica, but uh, my family moved back to the island. My father and my my uh, great grandfather grandfather were from uh, Cayman. Were from Cayman. Uh, my father was a sea captain. And was living in Jamaica when I was born, but uh, before I was two years old, the family relocated to back to Cayman, and have uh, been here ever since. So you didn't really get that Jamaica vibe, man. That never. No, not really. My oh, mother, man. my mother is Jamaican, yeah. but uh, I, I'm I'm fully Caymanian. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's awesome. I noticed a big difference between the Cayman, the Cayman, Cayman Islands, or Cayman. What's the what's the entire? How does that actually go? Because we're from the states, we've always. Heard it, the Cayman Islands. Yeah, we're stupid. I was calling it Cayman because Snook was calling it Cayman, and he was making yeah. fun of me. Now he's saying it, and you're saying Cayman. Yeah. So like, what? Like, is it Cayman Islands, Cayman Islands, Grand Cayman? What is what is that? Um, you say Cayman or the Cayman Islands. Uh, one of the things I would advise you to avoid is, is uh, the Caymans. That 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 uh, that that's not uh, you know how it's said locally. So I would just either say uh, the Cayman Islands or Cayman. The Caymans aren't a real place. The Caymans that, are not a real fictional. place. It's Cayman. Yeah. Or right the up. Cayman Islands. Right. I've been to, I've been to Jamaica, and I've been to Cayman. The experience in Jamaica is you get off that airport and you're immediately hounded by people. You're just like, would you like a taxi? Would you like a taxi? I'm not taxi, taxi. And you wait an hour oh to get through customs. It is worse. Oh, yeah. This place was like Smooth smoother than goose bottom. You know, it was like, it was just, boom, you're boom. through. Loved it. Glad, glad to hear the, uh, the, the airport has recently been uh, – Upgraded, redeveloped, and uh, glad to hear that you had a good experience coming through. Um, you know that that's part of the experience of coming to to Cayman is that uh, it's certainly a first impression, and mm. glad you had a good it's one. It's clean too, very it's clean. Very clean. One thing also I've noticed, which I don't know that it is um, maybe a detriment to the city, but there's there's not been anybody on the beach trying to sell us weed, man. It's not <laughs> <laughs> no man. Oh, you're here for the World Tokenomic Forum? No, no, not not the World <laughs> Token on it Forum, man. Tokenomic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, man. Best that I say nothing, nothing at all. (laughs) So, so tell us about the, um, you know, the, the, the Cayman Enterprise City, because I've actually gone through a tour. Uh, Chris Snook and I, um, back in October, we had an event here around blockchain and we met a lot of great folks from your organization. I actually had a tour of one of your facilities. So maybe if you would share like, 
what is it that uh, the, the CEC does and how does it help businesses and entrepreneurs who are maybe in other countries? And because, I mean, everyone knows that, the, you know, the, the Cayman Islands are a hub for banks. There's more banks than there are people, I think, here or something like that, right? So what does the CEC uh, do to help businesses who are looking to to move to to this island man okay well i 'll start by by just describing what the what the the purpose of the of the of our project is uh, which is to um, attract knowledge and technology based businesses to set up a physical presence in the Cayman islands and the Cayman's economy has traditionally been very, very dependent upon uh, financial services and tourism. And in the wake of the you know, global financial crisis in 2008, the government was seeking something that would help to provide the, the proverbial third leg to the economy, just to provide that diversification that would help uh, the islands withstand should there be another global financial crisis or something similar, that we'd be in a better position uh, you know, through diversity to just to maintain our, our economic health. And the, so in order to, to create that third leg and, and to attract the businesses that we're trying to, that we're trying to attract. And now that we have attract, we've had some very good success with, and the, the government through the Cayman Enterprise City project put in place a number of concessions designed to make it cost effective and time efficient for businesses to set up that physical presence here. And uh, th- that's, that's essentially our project in a nutshell. You're, you're part of uh, Her Majesty's Dominion here, right? Yeah, we, we're a British overseas territory, correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, but more progressive in terms of this uh, crypto friendliness, right? We don't see the UK going, hey, they come on in, cryptos. They're still trying to figure it out over there. Well, well, Cayman wants to attract, uh, you know, it considers this to be, again, something that's going to add uh, some diversity to the economy. It's something something new. And, um, you know, the, the, the idea that, that we could be a leader in this space is, is very real for us. Um, Cayman, of course, is, is you know, we, we, we value our, our global reputation. Um, you know, we, we hold that very dear. Um, and we're, we're one of the best regulated jurisdictions you know, in the world, uh, whether, whether you hear that in the press or not. And the, what, what, what Cayman wants to be sure to do is that while it, it, it definitely wants to uh, attract the, uh, you know, to be a leader, in the uh, you know blockchain development and cryptocurrency space, wants to do it in the right way, consistent with the the business that we're doing already, and, th- and that that's actually where uh, you know th- that that's where we've we've come to today, and uh, you know through partnerships with the you know the World Economic Forum and and other initiatives, you know we we feel that we're doing a very good job of attracting the right type of business and and still staying on the cutting edge. I want to follow up on this regulation bit because it sounds like you guys ahead of the curve, you know, before other nations figured it out. We're, you know, in the US, they're mulling through it still trying to figure it out. When did regulation kind of settle in here where you knew this is what we can do and this is what we can't do? And well we we operate within the existing framework which is designed, you know, primarily to uh for the financial services industry and uh the and while there's some there's some things that need to be done to 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 make things fit exactly the requirements of the uh, you know the, the the blockchain development and cryptocurrency uh, you know industry, um, we we have a framework that works very well for um, you know you know KYC you know know your customer um, you know due diligence screening that uh, that that helps to ensure that the the right type of, of business is coming to the island and that it does have the proper um, oversight. But um, Cayman will be, um, as we uh, heard earlier today uh, from uh, the Honorable Minister uh, Rivers um, talking about what the government is going to do in conjunction with the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority um, to uh, essentially upgrade uh, the regulatory framework in the islands to make sure that we have the, the, the right, right-sized regulation and we, we don't want to be underregulated. We don't want to be overregulated. We just we need to have we need to get that right. Just right regulated. Yeah, that's the way I like. Know your chicken. 
That's good. Know your chicken. KYC. KFC. No, AYC. Know your chicken. Oh, that's good. Um, so what kind of businesses now in the crypto space have you seen come and, and, and start working with the, um, the, the Cayman uh, Enterprise City? Have you seen some some interesting crypto projects come through? Are there something you can mention or not mention? Is it is it all off the record or what? Um, well, we we've seen a lot of very very uh, interesting uh, you know businesses set up that physical presence here. Um, you know, innovative technology that um, you know be yeah. I'd, I'd have to be careful how I would I would I would speak about it, but but some very very cutting edge technology by some uh, leaders in uh, in the in the industry. Um, you know, well-known, well-established people with, um, you know, very, very good ideas and exciting, exciting projects underway. He can't tell you that the she, this has become a safe haven for Shiba Inus, and he's deeply vested in Dogecoin. Oh, well, yeah. So what about deeply innovative, um, you know, technology podcasts about cryptocurrency? <laughs> well, we, 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 you know, we, we have one so far. And, That's right. Uh, hey, we pioneered. Yeah. Boom. Pioneered. Fist bump. There it is. We nice. just blew it up. Actually, what I decided is that so I, now that I'm here in the Cayman Islands, I'm Cayman. Cayman. I'm just going to stay. I'm now an illegal Im- immigrant. And uh, so, how do wall. I start? How do I start getting you know the Cayman to start paying me my benefits? He's well, building a wall between <laughs> you and him as we speak. No, we're uh, we 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 can help a company like yours absolutely. In, in uh, as a as a media company, we can uh, we can help you get set up in the special economic zone within four to six weeks, and then you don't have to be an illegal immigrant. You can be here legally, oh, and cool. and nobody will bother you. After so that. you That's mean good. if you actually go through the process, you can become legal? Wow! Ima- imagine that. And actually, if you become if you become if you go through the the uh, the, the Cayman Enterprise Center, and isn't don't you like get like a five year business? this visa or something for you and your spouse or how does, how does that work correct so what once you've established your your company in the special economic zone um you're you're entitled to apply for uh what, what are called zone employment certificates which are work visas is and, that a real physical zone or is it a you know metaphorical zone on the island and well the we are currently where we operate from what we call temporary space but we are in the process of developing a, a purpose-built main campus that will be the home of the special it's like living zone. in celebration disney right you know you live at disney if you live at celebration otherwise you live near disney don't look okay. at me like i got four eyes i don't know what Wait, you're talking about you don't know celebration I, disney i've never heard of that and you never heard manamana i know i'm, oh I'm just not and up you've never heard of the tv show billions Never heard of that. And you, ne- you didn't know what a Mr. Microphone was. I did not Travis, know any of those things. You're just, you're just brimming. I, I think I'm, I think I'm doing good because I'm not, I'm not caught up on all that pop culture <laughs> stuff like Celebration Disney. I'm Let, let's, uh, so uh, elaborate on the, the benefits. You know, why should somebody um, in the crypto industry set up business here? Okay. Well, you know, one of the, one of the big reasons is uh, the, Cayman features well. We're we're a no we're a, a no tax jurisdiction, so we're tax neutral. Okay, you win. I'm moving. Okay. <laughs> um, so for for a uh, innovative technology company that is uh, you know developing you know intellectual property or or or, or further developing intellectual property, and um, one of the one of the big benefits is that um, you know if that intellectual property is developed in Cayman. And, uh, and and it can be licensed from the islands to globally. This is what some of our clients will do: uh, license their intellectual property globally, and the the revenue from that licensing activity would not be taxed in the Cayman Islands. It, you know, whatever whatever the tax treatment is in other jurisdictions. Uh, obviously, we have nothing to do with that. But um, in in the within the Cayman Islands, you would not be uh, taxed on on that revenue. And then, uh, what, one of the very significant things, and, uh, you know, one of the, not being a technical person myself, I've come to, uh, you know, come to realize that, um, you know, many, many of the, uh, these innovative, uh, technology companies, they don't intend to, to necessarily run the, the business for the next 30 or 40 years. They have a, they have a profitable exit in mind. Um, well, given that we have no capital gains tax in the Cayman Islands, uh, this this presents the opportunity to turn a profitable exit into a, a, a more profitable exit for the founders. I, whenever we did the tour of the um, the economic uh, city back in October, I noticed there was a couple of companies in there that were doing like day trading and doing like stock sort of stock stuff, right? 
I was blown away. Like one dude, like you went to this one office and it was just like everybody had six monitors like stacked in this little thing, right? I think you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't even remember what the name of the company was. But uh, is that is that part of the advantage as well? Like if somebody comes here and they have a trading business, you don't have those those capital gains and those other different taxes that, that maybe take place in other jurisdictions. Uh, well, I mean, there are you know, companies from different parts of the world have different reasons um, for you know, why K-Man works for them. Um, in, in some cases, it's, it's a matter of um, you know, K-Man is just a great place to live and work. And some people are here for, for that reason solely or primarily anyway. Tax neutrality is always a factor. But, um, you know, Cayman being a great place to live and work is, is also a very important factor for a lot of our clients. Um, but to just kind of, as a, just to pick up on, on the point, uh, part of the point you were making, um, you know, we're Cayman Enterprise City is not entirely a, uh, a, you know, a tech focused, special economic zone. Um, the, the client that you're mentioning in particular is, uh, is a, uh, proprietary trader. They are, they're set up within our, uh, Cayman Commodities and Derivative City. So for mm-hmm. entity businesses that trade in commodities and or derivatives products, they, they qualify to be licensed into the zone as well. Mm-hmm. And does crypto apply into that yeah, space? Uh, uh, and, uh, that, that is, uh, that is very, very relevant to uh to businesses that are for example investment managers uh of a cryptocurrency focused fund so you know whether uh the, the, those entities will qualify to be set up in within the special economic zone as well they got cities for everything here you know security city enterprise city there's probably like a lobster city you know somewhere here as well there's other countries around the world that are are crypto friendly you know malta and gibraltar keep you know coming to the surface and as u.s citizens as uh, mr travis wright and i are um we have some friends that are moving to puerto rico because under whatever that act is they can as long as they spend six months feet on the ground in puerto rico they only pay puerto rico tax which is like four and a half percent no federal tax remaining a u.s citizen so are there people then that are uh becoming dual citizens from the u.s in order because because even though you don't have taxes here for gains and if you're a u.s citizen even if you have a business here you still got to pay your u.s federal taxes yeah yes that's correct and um you know what they're that, that there are other factors that are very relevant to, um, you know, U.S. based companies or companies that have, uh, that, you know, that, that have originated in the United States and, and, you know, why, why it makes sense for them to still be in, uh, you know, in a place like Cayman. And one of the, one of the reasons, um, that, uh, it specifically, uh, relates to a, com- you know, a conversation I had with one of our clients a few weeks ago. Um, it's that the, being able to take advantage of the uh, the deferral regime. I thought he was going to say the sun and the beach. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, no, is, that is that is <laughs> But the the deferral regime allows uh, you know a a U.S. company to um, you know deploy capital offshore as it needs to and pay the uh, pay capital gains tax as and when they repatriate those funds to the United States. So. It so becomes they keep the a, funds here. It, it, yeah, and it becomes a timing thing because uh, what they might have on the horizon is a, a, a project that they that they need to put some some capital into, and you know by by being able to defer uh, the the capital gains tax on that revenue until such time as they're ready to take that money back on shore to the United States, it gives them uh, it, it it for them it's not a matter of whether they will pay taxes on that revenue, it's a matter of when they will pay the taxes. It, it, it gives them the flexibility to uh, – it gives them some flexibility that helps them run their business. You can time it. I'd like to pay my taxes at never o'clock. No, but I do. I pay my taxes. But that's interesting. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive to pay your yeah, taxes all the time. But you got uh, to do, uh, do your civic duty. It's true. Uh, so the very first time that I ever heard about Cayman Islands was the book The Firm. 
right? John Grissom, and they had like this whole thing. That's and fiction. I, that was literally the real first place, time though. that I ever. So where's where's Tom Cruise live? Um, Tom moved back to the United States uh, after the movie was finished filming. And he jumped on and, sofas, uh, and now he's all Scientologyed out. Yeah, but one thing I truly, one thing I really love about this about about the Cayman is it's like a first world country. It really is. It's like I've been to Jamaica, I've been to Bermuda, I've been to Nassau, I've been to some other islands in the Caribbean. And they all pale in comparison, in my opinion, because like you don't have internet and those and a lot, or it's really bad internet. I mean, and it's just it, it just feels it's a lot cleaner. It just feels like it's it's organized a lot better. It seems like that there's not as much crime. Everybody's here. so nice too. Like you notice that everybody's just super kind. Right. Well, because there's like two banks to every person here, and they, they don't have to wait in line. Is that the answer? <laughs> so it, it's the bank line that makes all the difference. Okay. Well, crypto's eliminating all that, so you know. Well, I mean, literally, I can I can send him, you know, uh, some stellar lumens, and he'll have him within two seconds. You going to do that? I'm not going to do that. I'm what? keeping my stellar lumens. You have more stellar lumens than me. Why, Why would, would you, you do that? All right. Don't well, tease me with your stellar. So, so what are some other things about you know the Cayman Enterprise Center or the Cayman Islands in general that maybe? We don't even know the questions to ask that might be interesting to bad. our, to our audience podcast. because I know there's I, I guarantee you there's people listening here going, wow, this sounds interesting. Should I do it? What should I should I not do it? I, because I know people have been thinking about it. Yeah, make the pitch. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I think we've covered almost everything. Um, you know, it starts with, uh, you know, we offer a, a tax neutral platform to businesses that are operating internationally. And this is a, a first world country, first world, uh, you know, first world infrastructure, first world uh, services, first world amenities, um, a, a great place to live and work. Don't get a lot of hurricanes here. Um, well, we, we get them periodically, but um, it's, uh, you know, we, we always knock on wood when we talk about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that we haven't had one for a few years. So, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a fact of life, um, uh, living in a place like the Cayman Islands, uh, we're living in the Caribbean. Um, but it's been, um, you know, even when, you know, we, you know, the, the Cayman being, you know, the, the building codes are very, very strict here. Um, and, you know, basically, you know, the, 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 the infrastructure is, is, is very robust and, um, you know, typically, you know, when we do, when, you know, we, we, a hurricane does pass over us. It, it's not, uh, it's not as disruptive, uh, you know, as, as perhaps you might think it would be. There be crypto pirates on the high seas, matey. Right. And since so what are some of the other things that, that people might need to do then? And, and how much does it necessarily cost to go through the process? Okay. Well, kind of sure. Well, it, 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 it varies based on, you know, the, the, the size of the company, uh, the, the number of people that it, the, you know, typically the, the number of people it's going to employ here in the islands and, um, and the amount of square footage that the, that the company will require. Well, let's, let's say small business. Let's say a certain crypto podcast, you know, featuring two hosts and a few gremlin helpers, you know, wanted to relocate. Two really, there. really handsome, hilarious. Yeah. Not us. Probably. Not us. Yeah. So uh, uh, typically, for a for us uh, for a for a two person company, um, and and keep in mind that we offer our product typically, especially when it's a small company, we offer our product in uh, in a fully serviced office environment. So like like a WeWork, mm-hmm. um, but we're kind of in a way a WeWork Plus because we also included in that is uh, your business license, your trade and business license, and uh, the uh, work visas for your people. Um, but typically, uh, you know, for a, a two-person company, the and again, it it depends. It depends on whether you want to work in an open-plan, hot desking environment or a a, a lockable private office that uh, you know that, that is that is yours. And you know, the, the it can be anywhere in the range from um, you know around sixteen thousand U.S. dollars per year per head. Um, you know, up to you know twenty twenty-five. Uh, you know, thousand U.S. dollars per person um, per year. Do you accept bad coin? Um, we we are we are not up, set up to accept any form of no uh, cryptocurrency coin. at the mm. moment. What about um, do you have a cool guy discount? We do, we do okay. actually. <laughs> we don't I qualify. Like to, I always like to yeah. ask for that. You'd be surprised at how many people are like, oh yeah, totally. So so what can you do for us? You have a cool guy discount? Oh yeah, let me see what I can do. Never like, hurts uh, to ask, right? Most of the time, you always get a cool guy discount, yeah. folks. That is, uh, it's better than retail me not on the interwebs. <laughs> it's real life retail. Well, me no not. coupon for you. 
Very nice. Well, you know, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on Bad Crypto. We really appreciate um, you spending time with us. I know there's a lot of people that are listening to the show who have thought about maybe moving offshore. They're thinking about Puerto Rico. They're thinking about Cayman Islands. I've been to Jamaica. I've been to Bermuda. And, uh, I, you know, all the... Bermuda, Bahama. Yes, yes. Come all on, those, pretty all mama. Those place, all those places. And the first world infrastructure here is for real. It is, yeah. it is great. Yeah, I mean, we're in a hotel and everything. I mean, there's yes. lights. They have air conditioning. Electricity. They have, they have all of that. Running water. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. They have Cayman, internet. EnterpriseCity.com, special economic zone right here in the Cayman Islands. Charlie Kirkconnell, thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. I think I want to stay here in Grand Cayman, Travis. Like, I love Denver and I love going home, but this is great. This is not bad. This is, They don't have nice uh, oceanfront property here uh, in Denver. But it's a sea. That's okay. Keep here in Denver. Did you just say here in Denver? Here, there in Denver. <laughs> here, there. Here he, Denver. He's dreaming of Denver. Sitting with there. us now is the founder of the World Tokenomic Forum. Uh, you guys have heard him on a previous episode number. I don't know what it was. Episode number uh, was it 74? 74, I believe. Mr. Oh. Christopher J. Snook. Snooky Snookerton McSnookers. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, sh- the conference is officially over. How are you feeling? I, uh, I'm feeling, uh, uh tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's legit. Like, he's like, I want to relax. Radical transparency is the <laughs> cultivated daily is our core value. Number one. And I just demonstrated we, that by telling you I'm actually tired. That. He does have toothpicks holding his eyes open <laughs> at the moment. And uh, that's been a great summit. And, uh, I think that's that's the feedback we've gotten. I think the the you know the the deals that were done here and the ones that are getting started are exactly validating why this kind of thing was important. And and we've got a lot of homework to do. We got a lot of feedback in our working session yesterday from our members and gave us some really good clarity on how we want to prioritize the goals of what we're going to roll out next and how we're going to do it. So it's been a successful blur of three days and all the time leading into it. How did you feel it went? You know what? It was a really cool event, I think. You know, there's a lot of amazing people here. And, you know, for just beginning, and it was really kind of a, really kind of the, the biggest mind blow was the fact that, you know, about six months ago, we had the conversation about it. And yeah. then like, you know, and now we had the, we had the people from the premier's office and the central bank and, <laughs> and 16 incredible startups and several family offices here. And, and it was, you know, pretty yeah. fluid considering. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, what's, what struck me was when you, whenever you went up there and you're having the conversation at the, uh, that one, the dinner party that we had, you know, you were, you were mentioning how Joel and I started bad crypto and you were thinking about, well, how does, how do I fit in the space? And then we were talking about all this. And so it's just, and I know that I had this conversation with Joel there. Cause we were sitting there one time and we're like, you know, dude, if I had not sent you that message, Hey, how long until the Joel and Travis, you know, crypto show, like, None of this, like none of that, none of this. It's it's so amazing to kind this of be resort well, wouldn't they, even be said, here. No, there, there was something you told me earlier, and and again for the listeners, I, I you know what's interesting is what was the thing about the date? We all three, you and I, uh, met the same day that you also met Joelcom, even though yes. even though we didn't know that until yeah. and so I call you three years later and like, Hey dude, you want to do a book with me? Obviously right. digital sense and all that happens, but then it goes four years, five years after that, mm-hmm. uh, Joe and you say, Hey, should we do this show? Yeah. And then we were sitting, it wasn't here. It wasn't this time. It was wherever we were last together, maybe a month or two ago when, uh, when you realized that it was the same day in December of 2012 in Den- in Denver, that the three of us all met in, but I didn't meet Joel. Yeah. Right. You met both of us the yeah, same yeah. day. It was September 2013 <laughs> at the Denver Startup Week. Yeah. And then so Lori Ruff had introduced Joel and myself with Chris Pulley. So we had a lunch meeting with Joel. And then later on that afternoon, we had the uh, the keynote where I you know I did the uh, my social media keynote and talked about the chief story and all the other stuff that was going on. And then you were on the panel there because Hai yep. Chen had invited you there. So. It was such a wild convergence knowing that September, whatever, 2013, um, back, back in the day, maybe it was even August, but I think it was September. It was like September. Five years, literally five years ago. So none of this happens without, you know, and then we unpack that. None of this happens without Denver Startup Week. None of this happens without a lot of that because we wouldn't have met. You and Joel wouldn't have met. We wouldn't have written a book. Oh you gosh. and Joel wouldn't have started. Our, our fans are, are, losing. are trying to track the yeah. genealogy but here's, of all here's, this right here's now. What I, here's what I think is really interesting about that as I unpack what just happened in the World Economic Forum, right? The annual summit of members and, and the Sandcastle Initiative specifically is designed to create 
those kind of things. So five years from now, what's going to happen is there's going to be some, it's not going to be a show. There's going to be some company on whatever the station is that matters, CNBC, Bloomberg, or something we've never heard about. And they're going to be doing a trillion dollars a year in some kind of tokenized digital asset. And what's going to happen is they're going to go, oh my gosh, do you remember when we met? And what's going to happen is they're going to go, we were in Grand Cayman and I actually met, you know, Travis or this person or that person on the same day you did. Like I met a guy here, Jose, who you're going to have on who was in the final four. His wife knows my cousin from Sparta, New Jersey. Like that stuff isn't by accident. So all we're doing with World Tokenomic Forum as a membership and then with this summit validated for me is we're trying to create that organized serendipity. We all just it's so crazy how the universe works. Dude, it's like right? it's like Woodstock. No you were there, you know? Were you there? I was there. You know, what's interesting about this event is uh, there's a lot. I wasn't of, there. <laughs> no, it you was Travis's surrogate, uh, Travis Wrong. Um, Travis Wrong. There's uh, there's so many crypto events going on, and you, know, you get your speakers and your panels and keynotes, and this was not that. This not at was all. truly a summit by design, uh, and I, I'm not in by invitation only. And so uh, next one is going to be October 8th to 10th, 2019. Okay. In Grand Cayman. So if you guys want an invite, then uh, you get... But the next time you'll see us and some of our Sandcastle people will be in Lithuania. And I know you've got some events too, but we're going to be doing things, Chairman's House, in, you know, invitation things. Our members will be showing up at different events that we've curated, World Crypticon at the end of October, which you guys are going to be hosting. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be doing something special there, working with uh, Chris and Adam and Dominic and the organizers of that to do a World Tokenomic Delegate Group inside of that. Uh, we're figuring out what the details are of that. So we'll be convening our members around the world and, and demonstrating our Sandcastle startups, taking them on tour around the world over the next 12 to 16 months. But the next summit will be in October of 2019. Right on. So what, what were some of the key takeaways that you found from the summit? And, you know, because the brainstorming session that we did yesterday was really enlightening. You know, what what were some of your key highlights as uh, as we wrap up this quick interview? What do you think was some of the, the, the major? Well, like, you know, I think one of the key, the, the key takeaways yesterday from the members working session, too, was that it's important that what we hold the line for is what are the questions that we need to ask? And so when we talk about themes and, and setting an agenda for the next 16 months and then mapping how we did against that as a collective, what it really comes down to is there's no shortage of good ideas. There's no shortage of big problems. We had some of the smartest people in the room. I think, you know, that we could have possibly had yesterday. And, and what, what what occurs to me is that that's not enough, right? Because what, what you have to do is you have to anchor this stuff in pragmatics and you have to get to what are the three or four questions we're going to set out there to industry and to our members that everyone actually wants to try and answer. But if we answer those, then they unlock the next thing. And so we don't have those questions baked yet, but what came out of that, and one of the takeaways is the conversations that matter are happening here, but the questions that matter most are what we have to deliver as an output. The irony is the most frequently asked question is actually the least relevant when Lambo, when Moon. Uh, and this is why everybody needs to understand that what we're a part of here is not about investing. It's not about your financial returns. This is about changing the world. It really is. And, uh, and we, we appreciate and, you being and it, on the it is, it is the right point to finish on. And, and it's, it's, it's about changing the world because this is the window in historical cycles where the world, the next hundred years gets changed. If it gets changed at all. And are we that's the fourth the, turning. We are. Your shirt says build bridges, not walls. Can we still have the, the border wall? Is that okay? You can have the build border wall. Okay. You can have people can build walls, but you should build a bridge too. Chris Nook, <laughs> world tokenomic forum.com. WorldTokenomicForum.com. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. And we are enjoying a beautiful view on a lovely day here in Grand Cayman. Yes, this is way better than my normal desk scenario. <laughs> Although your desk is not high enough here because we can't do That's true. The, the desk news. is definitely not high enough. It's very low. It's a low-profile <laughs> desk. You might hear the sounds of fountains in the background. You might it's, not. It's actually me peeing. I'm trying to be done here. Hold on a second. I'm going to shake it off. And uh, we're sitting with a, a repeat guest for Bad Crypto, John Hardigan, the EVP and co-founder of Intiva Health. Uh, Intiva was one of the um, uh, sponsors of an ICO spotlight not too long ago. I don't remember what episode number that was. Do you know, John? ICO number. It, it was that Teen. one. Uh, and John competed along with 15 other teams here at the Sandcastle competition at the uh, World Tokenomic Forum. And uh, guess what? He won. Congratulations, John. Welcome back. Won it all. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank you. 
Intiva Champions, my friend. <laughs> John Hardigan, you just won the Sandcastle competition at the World Tokenomic Forum. What are you going to do now? Uh, actually, when we were done, I went and jumped in the Caribbean Sea because I was uh, pretty wiped out. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was very intense. It was a long day. And uh, it, what an awesome location. And it's just really good time. And honestly, after the second round and seeing all of the competitors and the projects uh i was really impressed with the projects and uh i think it was anybody's uh anybody's chance to win so really humbled actually by how quality the projects were yeah it was great and this competition is a little bit different than other competitions this is not like a normal ico pitch where you have multiple people just going on and droning about their project and then one after another and then somebody picks a winner this was more in the style of march madness right yeah so there was brackets it was brackets and so like the number the number uh 16 seed went versus the one and all of that and then uh you guys made the final four, obviously, because you were the you were the champion. And uh, full disclosure, actually, after the ICO episode that we had with you, Joel and I came on as advisors in the project, and uh, we're so very no excited. surprise that that he won. <laughs> That's true. Companies that we advise typically do well. Ship Chain did, did very well on their stuff. Yeah. Uh, Intiva Health doing awesome in their stuff. We have a couple other ones that's doing awesome stuff as well. So we love the space. And as as technologists, I mean. People think of this and they listen to us and they go, oh, you guys just, you know, host of the crypto show. But if you guys actually, you know, our backgrounds are in technology and marketing. And uh, so it makes sense when we see a good project. We see it and we go, ooh, this could be nice. No, we're just we're just a couple of morning DJs. Yeah, we're just- <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Crypto Shut Podcast. Spinning stacks and stacks of hot, hot ICOs. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, why don't you refresh the uh, Republic of Bad Cryptopia about what Intiva health is yeah absolutely so we are an integrated uh, career and credential management platform for doctors and all licensed medical professionals and we have a um, hash graph solution that builds in a instantaneous verification system for their credentials so we can get them to work faster in hospitals uh, the current process takes weeks and months for them to be verified and then go to work and uh, our system automates and streamlines that process and many people are unaware of just what a massive uh, thing of red tape that is and how much time and how much money it actually costs uh, especially the US healthcare system but around the world and um, we directly um, address that problem with our system. Now, could that could that solution be utilized in other industries potentially? Yeah, because I mean, there's a whole lot of fraud on on LinkedIn and whatnot. Like, you don't know if a lot of these people went to they went to Harvard and have a PhD right. and uh, you know and and whatever you know. I went to Harvard. You did? You yeah, I got the T-shirt too. Yeah, yeah. You did. yeah exactly. I attended school there, but I did. I went there. It's true. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, you know, vertical social networks is is uh, is definitely coming into play and verified and authenticated profiles and information on those platforms is critical. And that's what we built. So um, all of the physicians and the uh, licensed practitioners that are on our platform are authenticated and verified. So you actually know they are who they say they are. Uh, and then the system of verifying their documentation um, is uh, is included as well. So so this is a house of truth around healthcare that allows for just a radical shift in the way that the administration of healthcare is done. That's fantastic. So you're post ICO now, right? And Actually, we're we're right in the middle of it. Uh, we're in a presale right now, and so we have about six more weeks. I think we're in the third week, uh, which is now the pre-sale. Uh, so we are very excited about what's happening. We've got tons of interest all, from all around the globe, uh, including some solid investment from the U.S. Very nice. And you are uh, rocking and rolling. I-, I love it. I think you guys are doing some really cool stuff. And you're a winner now. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty cool. We, you know, it was really hard to prepare for this thing because, uh, you know, we for the Sweet 16, we were able to do a deck that gave us very specific guidelines and rules. Uh, like what we could do. We only have five minutes to do a pitch, and then we did five minutes of Q&A. But after that first round, you really couldn't prepare for it. It was, it was it free was, balling. Yeah, it was free balling. It was, uh, it was, uh, we had four judges, very, uh, you know, judges were awesome. Uh, then one of the judges took industry. off, and then you had another Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And, and it, was, it, was, it was very cool. Uh, and then by the end, the, I don't know if you guys remember how fast it, they, they, you had 30 seconds, so you say something, and then the other guy said it for 30 seconds, and then it went down to 20, then it went to 15. 
But and at this point, you're just like I think they're just making up rules at that point. Yeah, there's like, a lightning round. Let's screw with those guys. It, it was good though. It really got it got uh exciting at the end. So yeah. very cool. John at the website intivahealth.com. You guys can go check it out there. Again, full disclosure, Mr. Travis Wright and I are advisors on this project because we dig it. And yeah, we like not sure if that helps or hurts. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Hey, we actually we literally had nothing to do. Like I, I'm actually one of the founders of the World Tokenomic Forum, but we had literally zero to do with any of the voting on that, which was great. So we just basically yeah. we were completely like Snook actually kept us completely out of the whole yeah. that whole process. He kept us out of the room. He says you guys don't even don't even talk to the judges. Don't look at them. Uh, don't breathe. In fact, just go swim. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen. Thanks, John. Uh, good luck uh, with the future of Intiva. Yeah, thank you guys. Awesome good talking with you again. All right, man. Boom. Take care. Thank you. Now we have the privilege of welcoming back Jose Cotto, who was the CEO of True Reply, also featured as an ICO spotlight on Bad Crypto uh, a couple months ago and competed here in the Sandcastle Initiative, came in to the final four uh, in the competition, and uh, actually, I would say final three, because we found out from the judges that it was uh, the the guys in the other seed was an easy decision, but in in his seed, it was neck and neck. And so, congratulations! Sorry, man. Sorry you didn't make it to number two. Yeah, we, we you're you number know, three. We you were, were so close to, to even have a showing. Congratulations! That was awesome. I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, you actually fast tracked to the final four, right from the. Uh, from yep. the Elite Eight or something? That was... Uh, or what was it? How, how did that work? Oh, it was yeah, from, the, yeah. from the Suite of 16? From the Suite 16. We and then you guys tracked straight to the four. Yeah. That's amazing. So uh, what what's going on with uh, True Reply in full disclosure? Um, j- just by coincidence, right? Like, we didn't we had nothing to do with the judging. There was no influence we had, but Travis and I are now advisors for, uh, for True Reply as well. And uh, why don't you just kind of recap again for our listeners what True Reply does. So what True Reply is uh, doing today and what we hope to do are two slightly different things. Uh, today, we're, we've built, uh, you know, it's out there live in production, an automated voice-based data collection platform that anyone can tap into and utilize. And campaigns, for lack of a better term, can be launched via any telephone or Amazon Alexa-powered device. Uh, and that's for brands, agencies, any company wanting to add an additional layer or data points to their understanding of a community can tap into what True Reply brings to that equation. So you actually, whenever we interviewed you on the ICO Spotlight, you had set up a voice number for us so people could literally call in and people can... Can't they do a survey uh, with Bad Crypto on on Alexa as well, right? You, yep. How do yep. they do that? How, how do they activate that? So on the, uh, on the Alexa side, first step is just installing the True Reply skill. And once that's installed, you just say, Alexa, start True Reply. How do you install the skill? Uh, it's via the Amazon Alexa companion app. Okay. It's, a, it's a, you know, like Amazon's Android, right? Yeah. Go in there. You know what's hilarious is like people are listening on speakers right now that have Alexa. We're like triggering it like crazy. Like, <laughs> Alexa. Alexa, play bad crypto podcast. And <laughs> they're like, wait, I was just listening, damn it. <laughs> I can even tell you a funny Alexa, uh, stop. A quick two second story. Um, my oldest daughter, born in 2010, her name is Alexa. So we got our, you know, Alexa came out about three or four years later. And you've changed your daughter's name. <laughs> it was close, but it, all, it took all of 30 seconds of this being online in our kitchen to realize uh, this isn't going to work. You can actually change the command name, I think. Of yeah, Alexa, yeah. Right? So, so in our home, it's, uh, it's either uh, Amazon or Echo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change mine to Guadalupe. <laughs> you can do that. I got rid of, I can't, actually, I can't because I, I ditched my uh my surveillance device i'm in my alexa i you just did? yeah i did right. you, where did you ditch it i i gave i gave it away to be sold ah. yeah I don't know. but what these guys are doing with it is much needed there's 25 million installed devices right absolutely and those and those numbers are about to skyrocket i mean this year alone you've got three of the major car manufacturers rolling cars off the line with amazon alexa built in which gives us a huge you know, kind of guy stuck in traffic, girl stuck in traffic, heading to work kind of use case, being able to make a couple of bucks and, and pay for that gas that you're stuck in traffic with. And of course, that's a very, you know, narrow scoped use case of what we do. But between Alexa coming into your, your mainstream automobiles and just, I don't know if you caught that news, but uh, of just a few weeks ago, uh, Amazon announced that by 2019, we'll have the first Amazon robots in the homes driven by Alexa. 
which makes the importance of what we're building from a, a longer term standpoint, even that much more important. You know, when we want to talk about what we're doing long term, what we're doing is we're productizing emotion and empathy and making that accessible to any of these manufacturers so that when your Amazon uh, robot next year uh, starts answering to your commands, they're going to know if you're under distress or or not. And I'm that's, be I like, think, a major part. Alexa, make me a quesadilla. <laughs> Alexa, vacuum the damn floor. Do something valuable. Sorry, Alexa, stop. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so, so can so can people like on this app like because it seems to me like maybe I'm driving down the road. And I know that Alexa's going to start. You know, be uh, uh, Amazon's going to put that in vehicles and stuff. I've heard. Now, can I just say, Alexa, let's create a poll. Like, I want to be able like because I might have an idea of like. Just to kind of ask people something like out of the blue, like what is, you know, you, you just, there could be something out of the blue that you want to know and you want to maybe poll some people. Can you just create a poll on the fly? So right now, True Reply's roadmap is very B2B. So we want to really work with brands, agencies to serve, Research you know, companies. give them, yeah, give them that additional data point. And, um, as we evolve, you know, what we call our empathy algorithm into an API kind of scenario to enable Tesla to plug us in, to enable Amazon's robot to plug us in, that kind of stuff. It's a very B2B kind of scenario, but uh, there's an offshoot on that roadmap, which starts to put us in that B2C space. So we're looking at an app that will be coming out to enable people to just uh, interact how you might with an Amazon Alexa without actually having to buy one um, and kind of lowering the friction point on that. And I think once we start experimenting in the B2C space, that's a natural progression, which is, okay, now let's let Obviously, one of our primary kind of mantras is um, making sure the platform remains accessible, right? It's not this kind of thing that is meant to be siloed and only available to big companies and only available to big research companies, but anyone. If you own, uh, you know, a clothing store, uh, you know, if you're an, uh, an entrepreneur and you own a clothing store, we want you to be able to tell your customers, hey, scan my door and let me know what you thought of the experience. Uh, now, my, you know, today you would do that with, you know, can you give me your email? I'll send you a form. But uh, what we found is um, when you enable people to talk to you and tell you how they feel, you get so much more. I mean, you, you just open up. They open up to you so much more and they can really give you insight into how you're doing as a, as a business owner and in several spaces. Well, and I'm thinking with, you know, election season, the primary, you know, the, the midterms upon us that there would be data that political parties, you know, would want to solicit because you're getting three times the amount of data from voice responses as you do from written responses. So I could have did it. You see Russians. How can we use to hack election next time we poll? We poll the American people to find out do they prefer Coke or Pepsi? Well, it can be so valuable. Like when you, if you want to know, like what are the key things that are, are most important to your constituents? Like what's more important, uh, immigration or abortion rights or, you know, Fiscal responsibility or blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could literally, these, these politicians could then poll to figure out exactly, or you could use Cambridge Analytica and just, you know, steal everybody's data and just use that. Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are going to be so upset with this episode. Jose, uh, thanks so much. TrueReply.com is the website. Uh, and if people uh, are qualified investors or from countries where that doesn't matter whether you're not, you're, qualified or not they can go there reach out to you guys and find out more right absolutely yep. you're looking to raise some funding we're looking to raise a little funding uh we're looking to raise five million dollars to put us in a position to do a, a larger sto security security token offering um which is going to be uh super interesting in, in the, from the perspective of um we're really going to position it to have somewhat of an equity position via the sto um which i think is going to be unique uh in the space and what we're able to offer and also kind of you know we have a very big vision and so we, we want to make sure that, you know, uh, in no small way, as it's uh, natural for the blockchain community, that the people get to share in, in a lot of that vision. And they're going to be able to do that through participation in this uh, STO. We've not actually ever talked about an STO on the show. So the STO is sort of a hybrid of the ICO plus stock, right? Because you do get equity in the company with, a C, with, a, with an STO, correct? Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to have uh, and we're going to work with a couple of guys that we met down here that Really, you know, it's 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 their brainchild, but they they really uh, just talking to them helped kind of fill in the blanks. And as we were trying to figure it out, but it is unique in that perspective. Yeah, it's not it's you're not just uh, you're actually 
getting equity in in what we're building. Well, we could we could uh, maybe uh, do the STO and, and trade you some bad coin. I know sure. we can't make bad coin a security, dude. That's, <laughs> it's free. It's a free free crap coin. Uh, it's not for sale. We'll invest five million in bad coin that's worth nothing. Yeah. Thanks, Jose. Best to you as uh, you proceed with True Reply. Thank you very much, guys. A virtual cornucopia of content, courtesy of the good people at Bad Crypto Podcast. Yes, and the uh, great people at the World Tokenomic Forum. You know, it, it's, it's so awesome seeing how this thing transcribed and grew over time. And uh, really from Joel and I having started Bad Crypto and then uh, with Chris Snook being my co-author of uh, Digital Sense. And, uh, you know, we were having a conversation and uh, came up with an idea around a coin sortium. And Snook was trying to figure out where... Uh, he fits in the whole blockchain ecosystem, and he's phenomenal at bringing minds together and bringing brilliant people together, and and uh, it was just a natural fit. And so he took the ball and ran with it, and we created. You know, he he basically has done most all. Him and him and his wife Brianne uh, have created the World Snookonomic Forum. What a what a um, aesthetic to to the event. I mean, everything about it classy mm -hmm. just I mean, the room the way that you know rather than your standard you know conference room with uncomfortable chairs they had sofas mm -hmm. for everybody to sit on and it was spacious so comfortable it was comfortable but you weren't you didn't want to fall asleep on them and this is not a traditional conference this is a summit of minds where brainstorming was taking place to literally move forward the conversation. It's not about win Lambo, win moon. It's about how can blockchain change the world? Let's put the people in the room who are helping change the world and let's make, uh, you know, the world a better place for, you know, the next generations because there's a lot of greedy people out there in power and we're trying to take the power back and give it back to the people and blockchain is doing some really cool stuff and initiatives there to help uh, help that go forward. Screw those greedy people. Yeah, greedy people greedy suck. The There's more than enough to go around for everybody. You know, an abundance mentality uh, doesn't pit, um, you know, different levels of income against others. There's there's enough out there. Go get your piece of the pie. And uh, thanks for listening to Bad Crypto. We have so much fun, don't we, Mr. Travis Wright? Yeah, and I'm very distracted now because he said pie. So uh, I'm going to go have some lunch. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.